We acknowledge and pay our respects to the Boon Wurrung and Woi Wurrung Wurundjeri peoples of the Kuli Nation people, the traditional custodians of the land on which we are virtually gathered today. We pay respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders here today. Welcome to Talent Punk. We're a delightful combination of fascinating guests from all over the world. Adventures, emotion, sublime turns and moves. We at Talent Punk stand in solidarity with those who reject racism and violence. We commit to fighting racism wherever we find it, including in ourselves. So now please join your host, Ollie Lambell. Well, hello, buenas noches, good evening, bonjour and good day and wherever you are. Ella, Matt, Nico, um, everyone, welcome to Talent Punk Season 4, Episode 2, Cats Edition. This show is dedicated to my dearest and closest friend, Milo, who has recently left us. Remembering his eyes, so green, I could have stared and lost myself in them for a thousand years. If I was a cat, I would like to be Milo, Burmese, independent, free, stubborn, fearless, determined, proud, agile, uncanny, fun, loving, loved, patient with kids, impatient with adults, sensitive to the tone of voice. Yes, talk to me, leave me alone, love me, muffle me. Yes, a little bit. No, stop. No, too much. Stop touching me. Respect my space. Fussy, choosy, by choice. Seductor, elegant, subtle, spiritual, delicate, so complex, sometimes mad, even neurotic. Precious in relationships. Don't think you want me already. My joie de vivre would be warmth from the sun, the heater, from a human too. The subtle smell of fish inspecting my territory. I make you think deeply about my condition, my feelings, and I always wonder if you ever, ever get me. Milo, so long, buddy. So today with uh, Matt, Ella and Nico and uh, for the next hour or so, we'll explore what it feels like to be a cat. Mr. Matt McCarthy, good Hello. evening to you. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm really, really good. So Matt, you're from Chapel Hill in North Carolina, Carolina sorry. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, around 7 o'clock now, 7 p.m. yesterday. <laughs> yes, for you yesterday. Yep. How it feels like to be back in time. <laughs> cool. yeah, pretty good. I yeah. wish I knew it was coming, but it feels good right now. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. It's a surprise. You'll see. Okay. So, Mr. Mac McCarthy, who are you? Can you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, I am a, I'm an artist. I'm a digital collage artist that uses cats as my primary subject matter. They're my medium, my muse. Um, and that's why I'm here. Nice. We've got uh, a, li a little intro about you. Okay. Um, 
So Craig, when you're ready, um, we just want to show people who you are, what you do. Sorry, that's me. Yeah, that's you. That's you. That's your surrogate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I will talk about cats in a minute, but um, I'd like to know a bit more about you and um, how it was to be um, growing as little Matt. Uh, I think you're from Arizona originally. So what is like yeah, I, Arizona? I've never been, so I'd love to know. It's very hot. Um, <laughs> it is. It is a dry heat, but it is. Uh, it's extremely hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I grew up there and, um, you know, I was, I was a little kid who wanted to do the things a lot of little kids want to do. You know, I wanted yeah. to be an astronaut at some point. I wanted to be an architect at some point and was kind of always an artist. Um, I feel like, you know, once I got a chance to get out of Arizona at a certain age, I fled to New York city. Cause that's where I felt like all of the, all of the culture and the life was, and I kind of needed to experience that. Yeah. Um, you know, moving from, it's like, I grew up in a metropolitan area, but I wanted the big city, big city. Um, you know, and at some point I was able to actually kind of focus on my art and the amount of time it takes to make art. And yep. I kind of feel like that's really led me to where I am now, but I do feel like you can still see those little kid things. You know, I do a lot of space stuff because I'm still interested in space and the cosmos and the universe. And I use buildings in so many pictures because I love buildings. I love architecture. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Like that's kind of led me to here. That's, that's awesome. Did you have cats when you grew up? I had, um, I did have one cat when I was about one year old and it was very brief. Um, <laughs> you know, I think, I think it was given, it was given to my parents. Yeah. Uh, his name was Joe and, um, you know, it lasted a few months and I think they found a better home for it because just wasn't working with like a, a pre one-year-old. Fair enough. Yeah. When did you um, when did you connect to um, to the animal to to cats and and um, and how did it became that well that obsession but that that kind of um, um, that, that muse you were talking about muse that inspiration uh, as an artist can you do you remember that when when it started and and you started to you know you had a cat and 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 that passion and you became passionate about them. Mm -hmm. I, so I had, you know, I'd always been, I'd been around them. I knew people that had cats. I had experienced them. Um, at one of the bookstores I worked at in New York, I, I cared for the cat there. I was, I was often the cat person when, you know, I, I wasn't doing even the cat art yet. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you, you saw, there's a picture of me in that little intro where I'm holding Atticus, who's my black cat. And Atticus was really the, the one that kind of, um, kind of inform me of the the wonders of felines you know he's so he's an 18 year old black cat you know i've known him almost his entire life 
Um, and I feel like kind of through him has been the appreciation of who cats are, you know, how magical they are. And, um, you know, your, your intro about Milo was so spot on to who they are. You know, I just, I was like, yep, that, 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 you know, so I kind of feel like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing what I do now if I hadn't met Atticus. And if he hadn't been such a huge influence in my life over the last, what, 16, 17 years, maybe. Mm. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you, um, you using, um, collage techniques and Photoshop. Why, why collage and Photoshop? I mean, there was, um, you were talking about, you know, when we had uh, a chat pre, um, pre show, do you remember what you told me about that? Um, I think I may have said something about, you know, I like collage. I've, I've liked collage for a long time since I was a kid. I like the the connection between things. I like taking two disparate things, putting them together and forming something new. Um, so, you know, I, I, I had done that. I had experimented with that. And then the Photoshop came in when kind of when I started to have the ideas for like the giant cat pieces and I you know, I needed something to, to be able to do that. And the, the analog uh, cutting out paper and gluing it to itself wasn't really doing it. So I kind of turned to Photoshop, which I had used as like a drawing program, uh, back in the day when I was doing illustration work. Um, and so I kind of went that route. Um, it also allows me to kind of pull from a lot of different sources. You know, I've used, you know, vintage magazines and postcards, and now I primarily use like stock images that people put up for, you know, rights free for people to use. So there is kind of that thing of, um, you know, taking stuff from all different parts of the world, you know, years apart, you know, decades apart, people from different countries and fusing them together that I think that's, that's the magic of kind of collage to me is like starting that, that new type of thing. Um, and then I think the cats, it, it kind of fits in with this long line of, you know, thousands and thousands of years of people kind of cherishing these animals and putting them in art form to kind of honor them. Mm. Um, and I feel really lucky that I'm able to be part of that kind of long lineage of homage to felines. Nice. Talking about the size of the cats. So you oversize those cats, you amplify their, their size. Why, why doing that? What's the purpose behind it? Um, you know, so the initial idea started with um, I think the initial thing most people get from my work is like the like catzilla, you know, it's these terrifying cats that are roaming through the city. So I think that was the initial idea. It's like, what would it be like to be small and have a, you know, a 12 story cat above you? But then it was like through part of that process, I was like, oh, this makes them amplified in every way, you know, so they don't have to be menacing. They can just be their lazy selves, but they're extra lazy. They're extra needy. They're extra curious. You know, they're extra mischievous uh, by amplifying the size. So it's kind of a great way to, um, kind of express some of my own feelings about stuff. Um, so, you know, I'll use a certain location if there's, you know, a topical event or something, and then use the cats to kind of have that over the top kind of emotion, which is, you know, it's not something I usually do in my everyday life. That's not really who I am. So I'm able to kind of push that through with the cats being like crazy and over the top. Um, so that's kind of where the size is stuck around. You know, I like to mess around with a lot of different things, but I, um, you know, a lot of different things with cats and the collages, but yeah, the size is really the, that's the main thing that I think people know me for. You, um, 
so you that that research and what what so what's happening and and that inspiration how do you get because you you produce quite a bit of of uh, picture quite every day so where did you where do you get this um inspiration and um and what's happening in your head when you um when you create mm -hmm. um so for me i think there's there's a lot of value towards to doing, you know, I'm one of those people that's like done is better than perfect a lot of the time because it helps move you along, you know, it gets something done and you can go. So a lot of my practice is looking at images, you know, I go through the stock websites or my own reference material or books. And it is my belief that the more images I look at, the more I'm training my brain to kind of make those connections. Mm. So there are times that, you know, I have a I have a cat that I'm like, oh, this is the perfect pose. It's very evocative. It has a lot of personality. It's well lit. All of the requirements I usually have. And then, you know, it might be a week later, but by looking through hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of images, I might stumble across that one that I'm like, oh, that's perfect. You know, that it clicks something. And for me, that's like kind of the magic of art is when you do something and you're like, oh, that's right. You know, that's, that's the thing I was trying to find all along. And then it just kind of sparks like that. That's the magic. And I feel like that's what I'm chasing with every piece. Nice. Is that your definition of art? Is it, is it what art is for you? I, I mean, I think art for me in the practical and like the, the larger sense is about connection. Yeah. Um, cats are great that way because, you know, they're the world's most popular animal, the world's most popular pet that they, you are able to connect with people all across the world. Even if you don't speak the same language, have no interaction that you can, mm. everyone loves them. <laughs> you know, there's, there's that connection. Um, so yeah, for me, it's about finding connection between images to make a piece and then it is about the connection between my pieces, which are, you know, me out in the world connecting with other viewers. So yeah, art for me is about connection. What sort of feedback do you get from, uh, from viewers or, or people who are following you on Instagram? Uh, yeah, because I remember you've got how, how many followers do you have on Insta? It's like, it's, be like a little over a hundred thousand now. Yeah, 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 which is enormous. Um, so yeah. uh, do you get feedback often or, um, and what, what kind of feedback do you get from people? Um, you know, the majority of the time it's, it's very favorable. You I, know? Hope so. I think, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are, um, my goal is to like shock and delight you. I want you to see stuff and I want you to do a double take. I, you know, I do some scarier things, some creepier things. I want you to have any reaction, you know, whether it's like, oh my gosh, that's so adorable or yeah, yeah. oh, I hate that. Or I want to be there or any of those things. That's what I want. You know, I, I want you to to feel something when you, when you see my stuff. Um, so overall it's, it's been pretty positive. You know, there's, there's always those people that are just like cats are stupid or, you know, you could do this better. And I mean, that's just, that's life, you know, and you just try to, you just keep moving forward, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know what we say, you know, dog have masters and cats have servants. So <laughs> exactly. And these people don't understand that. Um, um, what is it like to see the world through the eyes of a cat? Um, do you change it? Sorry, it's a loaded question, but do you change your perspective or do you see the cat as a, as a, as a human? What, what, what kind of, is that a dance between, or you really observe Atticus and you're like, Hmm, what is he thinking right now? What's that's a good question because I do feel like it is a dance. It's it's certain balancing, you know. There, I always, I I have intentions with everything I'm doing, but I also try to honor the cats too. So I don't try to 
cram anything in there or or kind of betray them in any way. Um, but but for me, I think you're right. Like it is the it is like looking at the cats in your life and and what kind of inspiration they can give you. So you know, for me, with a lot of the pieces, I'm you know I'm a naturally pretty shy person. I'm like an only child. So you know, personal interpersonal connection doesn't really come easily for me, um, which I do feel is similar to cats. But cats are also extremely bold and extremely opinionated, and they know exactly what they want at any given time. And I feel I find. Um, I find that really enviable. You know, I'd like to, I'd like to be that. So I kind of um I kind of um I, I use them for that aspect of the personality. Yeah. yeah, where I don't naturally have that. Yeah, I feel that I I feel that too. I feel that sometimes uh you know they got their shit together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Compared to us, uh I mean, you know, they um you know everything is pretty um it's pretty good. Um so you, you talk about your workmate Atticus. I call it workmate because uh, um what does it like to work with <laughs> is it a good workmate and um what place does it take in your creation and your creative process you talked a bit about that but yeah i mean i do think he is he he informs a lot of the decision making i do you know through the in, through learned experience with him and just who he is that's that's my little you know that's kind of your secret into that those personalities um as a workmate uh you know he likes he likes to lay on my arm when i'm using my drawing tablet yeah. which is not very handy he likes to walk behind my screen which isn't always handy um i've used him in a couple pieces um which has been nice you know he likes to go on walks on his leash in the backyard so sometimes i'll get a good picture of him in the sun yeah. and i kind of exploit him a lot for instagram <laughs> stories and reels and content so he's very helpful that way you know uh yeah that's funny that's funny um what about the fortune cookies can you can you can you tell the story <laughs> of the fortune cookies to everyone because you've got <laughs> yeah that's so uh... <laughs> yeah so so friday is on my um Fridays on my Instagram account, I'll do like a fortune Friday. I, I love fortune cookies. You know, we used to get Chinese food on, uh, on Fridays as a kid, you know, so there'd be like, um, you know, you'd have a fortune cookie at the end of the meal. There's something about them that it's like, it's kind of like a Schrodinger's box to me, you know, where you get this cookie, you don't know what's going to be inside. It might be something <laughs> extremely profound that makes you change the way you think about everything, or it might be the stupidest thing in the world. And you're like, why, why is this written on a piece of paper inside this cookie? So I kind of like the mystery of that. You know, yeah. I think they're very funny. I think it's just a, a great tradition. It brings me a lot of joy. Yeah, I invite everyone to uh, to look at your obviously your Instagram account, Mr. Matt McCarthy. But you are <laughs> and, and Atticus is part of that fortune cookies, and you read him the or you don't read him, but you show him. But the face of, of, of his face every Friday is um, priceless. So, yeah, I try to. We try to find. I you know I ask my wife to to record usually, and we'll just do the for, we'll open the fortune cookie wherever he is whether he wants to participate or not. So most of the time he's just like, I don't want any part of this and turns away, but he's a good sport. Nice. Um, you just spoke about your wife, uh, Catherine. This is a good segue from my next question around. Um, so digital artists, being a digital artist is one side of you. The other side is screenwriting, um, intriguing horror scripts. Can you, uh, and your team with your wife, which is another workmate. So yeah, tell us about that. 
So our writing practice kind of started, we, we love horror movies. It's one of the things that bonded us together. Uh, back in the day, we still, you know, still our primary, our favorite, our favorite type of movies. Um, you know, we watch multiple horror movies every week. So it was, I think through that whole process or, you know, through, through watching so many of those horror movies, we would end and be like, you know, I wish it did this. I wish this was the thing that, you know, the twist was this or blah, blah, blah. And then there's only so much time that you can sit back and wish you had seen this in a movie before, you know, you might as well try to write a movie. So neither of us are formally trained uh, screenwriters, but, you know, we looked at stuff online. We read lots of scripts and we kind of taught ourselves the craft and, um, you know, we've been finalists in some, some of the bigger competitions. Um, we write shorts and features. We've optioned a few things, you know, we've yet to see anything on the, on the big screen that we've written, but it's, it's a nice, um, it's a different side of us that we're able to explore that, you know, it's, it's a good break from, from art sometimes, you know, literature and writing, you know? So, um, What's next for you? I think you've got a short film at the moment that is. Yeah, we have. So we have one short that we wrote and filmed with some of our friends that's in yeah. post-production currently. You know, I don't have a date when that's going to come out. Um, but we did write a, we wrote a micro short for a competition we like to enter yearly. That's, it's a one page short. It's about a couple that gets a new cat and they're trying to figure out what the cat is trying to say, you know, um, so it kind of has, it's kind of a play on the way we talk to our pets, you know, that kind of baby voice you use with your pets. Um, and then they're really unprepared for what the cat ends up saying. So it's something that's really, um, you know, it's a one page, probably one minute short that yeah. we're hoping sometime we can film with us and Atticus. And, oh, nice. you know, even if it's terrible, at least we'll have something done and we'll get Atticus in a movie, get him an IMDb credit. Um. And the short film that you've just um, that you're in, in production at the moment, what's what's the story about, and what's what can you tell a bit about that? Yeah, so so that one's called Pika. Um, it's kind of a it's a take on like the game Peekaboo. Um, we had an incredible yeah, we had an incredible opportunity. Um, there's a, a a local theater that was undergoing renovation, and we had an opportunity to film there. So awesome. it's it's about a five minute short. Um, but you know, the theaters, like some theaters are done, some are just bare walls and studs, you know, so it was this really great thing. So we wrote a a script site specific for that theater. And we just kind of go through the entire movie theater. It's just a woman working late at night and a guy asks if she wants to play peekaboo and then just kind of stalks her around this building. So it's a fun one. Um, we'll, we'll see. I don't have, I don't have a date, but I'll let you know when it comes out. Please do so. And as well, the cats, the cat one sounds fantastic. Final question for you: If you were a cat, what uh, what cat would you embody, and why? What what it yeah. would look like? I mean, there's there's so many options for that, you know, because they are like little superheroes. You know, they're these apex predators that can jump. You know, it would be like us jumping on top of a three story building, like something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing I would do is just relax. Like, I'm really bad at just relaxing. I'm like, I got to work all the time. I feel guilty if I'm not working or producing. So I would pull the Atticus move and I would find the warmest place and I would just lay down, you know? And then when I'm hungry, I would demand someone feed me. And then I would go back to laying down and I fall asleep. That's, that's what I would do. I, out of all the things that are incredible about them, I would just, would just chill out. 
That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Matt. Um, please stay with us. I will. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Well, Ella, good evening or now nearly good morning to you. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> oh, yes, really good, really good. So, um, good. Ella, you're a person who's who has embodied a cat. So you wear a cat. Yeah. Um, yeah. We just want to. I think you you, you sent me a, a little piece, so I want to show people what 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 you do or one part of what you do, and then we'll have a chat. So you you live uh, you you're from the UK, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Where where yeah. which part of the UK are you are you from or you here right now? Um, so I am originally from the north, but yeah. now I live in the south, kind of near London. I live in Brighton, but yeah, we know Brighton, London. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's interesting. So I wanted the perspective of, you know, a person on Inbody Cat and uh, you played mm -hmm. recently a new tour with a uh, cat musical and we'll come to that in, um, in, um, in a moment. But tell us a bit about uh, your childhood and where you grew up. So you grew up in North and what was it like to be little Ella in North of England? Yeah. A great childhood um i kind of i mean i started i knew i wanted to kind of dance at about six um all throughout my childhood been very fidgety and like moving all the time so my parents are like okay let's put you in a dance class so i just went on a saturday and thought Mm, I like this and yeah. then I kind of did that until I was about 16 um and then realized maybe I wanted to do it as a career so then I moved to Brighton to study it to the Brighton to the Precious Brighton Academy so you were 16 yeah. um <laughs> did you have to go through a selection process how do, how was it to uh, to move or to you know to enter that that academy can you can you tell us a bit about that 
Yeah, so I did a um, summer school, um, which was just like, I think I was probably 15 at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was like a week or it was like five days, I think, of I'd just take their classes. Um, and my parents came to Brighton on holiday. So we had like a holiday here and I'd do this school. Um, and it was all the normal classes. It was like a singing class, ballet class, um, some like jazz and technique and things. Um, and I thought, mm, yeah, like, this is fun. I could see myself doing this for a bit. So then I auditioned a couple months later. Um, and yeah, still 15 at the time. And I found out I got in. Um, and that was the end case I auditioned. And then I found I got accepted. And then I accepted the place and started when I was 16. Yeah. At the college. So how long were you there for? I was there for three years. Three years. During that time of three years, obviously, you build up to to uh, to perform. And did, did you know where what you wanted to perform? Or was it the combination between music and dance? Or, I mean, singing and dance? Or was it... Yeah, I had... Um, I'd always kind of done dance the longest Um, and that was definitely my comfort kind of still is um but I'd always kind of lent more towards that side of theatre um and then I started having singing lessons I used to do um shows like Amdram performances yeah I was um I did like Oliver Annie the usual kind of shows that put on yeah um and then I found a singing teacher through one of those that I did um which was Booksy Milan I think and I went to her and did my grades so I kind of did them both but did them both separately after school we just mm. go literally once a week to both and then I went from doing like two hours a week to doing like six hours a day oh, wow. <laughs> every day um and yeah and then I kind of just realized that that was kind of what I needed to work on them both together as like a package instead of separating them which I'd always kind of done so that was kind of my transition to college was putting them together and being like this is a job like you can do it both together if that makes sense yeah yeah yeah. so so your your first performances before um before you became a professional is well i bring it on bring bring it on Mm. sorry legally blonde and the adams family that would have been fun the adams family what's what role did you play in the adams family the adams family was my last one um and i was actually um dance captain for that one oh um, there was a couple of us, but it was a very fun kind of task. And that was straight after, um, that was like during COVID kind of in the height, like we learned it all on Zoom and oh, wow. like we had like an outbreak in college or something. It was like, and it was like our last week of training. So it was really intense. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. They were all really good shows. And um, I think we spoke, well, I was also supposed to do Chicago, but because of COVID, it all got cancelled. So obviously we lost like about a year of training hmm. in that, um, which is crazy to look back on and be like, oh yeah, like that's so 
I don't know, just changed like the whole experience. But hmm. yeah, it was really fun. So you first, do it after. Your, your first professional show was uh, White Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a so. How do you, how was the experience at White Christmas? And um, do you, it's two questions in one. Sorry. And um, mm-hmm. do you think it was a build ups to cats, or it helps you to get the part in cats? That's what. I... Yeah. Um, White Christmas was amazing. It was my first professional job, so um, I think everything about it I was like in awe of just like everyone and everything I'd be like oh my god we get to do this or like and like just every little thing was like a pinch me moment and still is like um it was yeah so such a great experience and the show that is just so um like heartwarming and it's so like positive and uplifting and everyone leaves it like feeling light and ready for Christmas and it was yeah so good um magic it's just a great yeah such magical show um and I do think it helped with cats for sure it definitely helped um confidence wise I guess um like going into the audition rooms I kind of knew what I was doing from that one a bit more like I kind of had an idea of how it would kind of go um because obviously with White Christmas, it was kind of my first of everything. So it was like, okay, this is, does this normally happen? Like, do I wait for this long? Or yeah, that was yeah. kind of like a learning thing. Um, so I think it definitely did help. Yeah. Um, and it definitely just gave me the experience and, and the confidence. Um, yeah. A little bit more confidence. Yeah. For sure. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then cats. So, First show tour with cats. So can you, um, I'd love to know about the audition process. Um, yeah. The performing experience, the challenge. So many questions about that, but um, yeah, start <laughs> with <laughs> whatever you want to start, but yeah, with the audition process. So how did, yeah. how did you go about it? What was it? Um, so I had, I think I auditioned in March, I think, um, last year. And it was, you just went and did a dance. Your agent just says like, okay, you go into this dance bit. So I went into the room and we learned a bit of the Jellicle Ball. Um, and then people were kept to sing. So you did the dance and then you just take in your song that you feel is like appropriate for the show and then sing through that. And then it's usually like a waiting game because, mainly just like okay like you've done that now you have to try and like forget about it like um because you don't want to get your hopes up or like think too much into it so it's kind of just like okay I've done it leave it and then um I think I got called for like another round and you just do some like they give you just some material from the show and you learn that and then go and do that or like you might dance again or sing another song if they want to hear something different um and yeah, I think it was, it was quite a few rounds, um, but it was like the whole audition process was so like fun. It's so um, like every time you're like, oh, I wonder, like the excitement and adrenaline through it. It's nice. yeah, it's so good. But um, yeah, it's great. What, what, can you 
um, and apology for the question, but why, why cats? Why did you want to do cats? Um, I just feel like when it's such an iconic show, I feel yeah. like it's so, um, even like when people, like I used to work at, when I work in like a cafe or something, do something totally different and people aren't surrounded people aren't performers or musical or dancers or anything you say oh i'm in cats everyone knows cats yeah it's like oh yeah like oh that's great or like when we're going through the airport with work it's like <laughs> oh cats 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 it's like yeah i feel like it's just so iconic and i definitely didn't think i would even get the chance to you know be in such a big show um and yeah it's just so again just so creative and mm. magical and yeah it's great <laughs> let's talk about your character mm. rumple teaser sorry rumple teaser yeah. <laughs> tell us a bit about that character so when when did you find out that um that you would be rumple teaser did they you know after how many <laughs> how many trial or they say okay we want mm -hmm. you and when when do you do you know you have that part of that cat and yes yeah. Yeah. Um, so in my singing audition, I kind of realized that I was up for Rumple. Um, oh, okay. So I could kind of tailor my auditions mm. in that kind of character, I guess. Um, so yeah, I did. I kind of knew that um, from like the second sort of round. Mm. Um, and then I found out I got that role I think probably a couple of weeks maybe um after um and yes it was a very um like such a fun cheeky role um and like she just does so much like she's always like when we were learning the material I was like oh my gosh like there's so much to like I was overwhelmed like, oh my god there's so much to like learn and but it was great and she's just so she's just such a cheeky cat like yeah. <laughs> every naughty thing that she could do she would do <laughs> with a partner in crime of course but um she's yeah, a kitten yeah. was, she, she's a kid yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and I, I, that's yeah that would be my my next question but um the challenge what was the most challenging in your in your role in cat um I'd say probably the working up the singing and dancing at the same time, mm. it was, and keeping it kind of consistent was probably the hardest. Um, because when, when you are learning it, you kind of just run on adrenaline. Or I remember the first time we showed it to people because we kind of learned it in like a separate room. And it was like, okay, I'm going to show the rest of the cast, like Munga Jerry and Padiza. And we were like so scared and so nervous to just show everybody because we'd learnt it. It's fresh. Like you've got all these like things going through your head. And um, I remember the first time we did it and we were both just like dripping in sweat. Like it was so, because it's just so fast paced and like intense and, but also it's like the singing at the same time, you're like constantly trying to like catch your breath or do something like 
they just the brain was like go 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 um and then it kind of was finding the balance of knowing when like you can't do that like 10 shows a week or eight shows a week be like full out every time like vocally you need to like know when is the time to like control yourself I guess like otherwise you're just gonna run out like zero to 100 it's (laughs) um gonna be hard so it's just finding the balance and and if we got there it's really fun um but yeah it's just singing and dancing at the same time is hard and then cartwheels at the end really definitely made it harder (laughs) but it's good (laughs) And your prefer your preferred parts? Pardon? The preferred part, your preferred part in the show. What you enjoy the um, most? I'd say I used to love doing Skimble Shanks, the number. Um I just had lots of fun doing that one. Um I also love to do Tugger, the one Tugger. It was really fun. Um and watching memory every night was pretty surreal. It was like one of those moments. I was like, wow, like memory and watching Mistopheles. I was like, yeah, like this is like a pinch of a moment. This is cool. Um, so, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it was a tour, the tour um, ended. So how long was the tour for? And it's 11 months, I think. Wow. 11 months. How many countries did you, did you, um, did you do? A lot. I <laughs> yeah, a fair few. <laughs> yeah. So I think it started in Zurich and mm. where did it finish? In, in Porto. Oh, wow. In Portugal. Portugal. Mm. Oh, that's why when, yeah. when we spoke, you were in Portugal, I think. Um, <laughs> so. What was it like to be a cat for 11 months? It was good. It was um, hard. Like, we did so much improv, like, preparing for it. Um, and you have to think of, like, all these little things would always be, like, cats don't move, like, um, they always move, like, from the back of the neck. And it was, like, creating and just watching all these, like, studies and, like seeing how people would move, like there was people who have done the show before um, in it and the way they would move, like when we first watched was like incredible. They were actual cats, like how they move. And I was like, oh my God, I just want to look like that. It was, yeah, it was great. It was so, you realise how much energy and control cats like have and require. And it was just really interesting to be someone that's, something that isn't a human like to totally change how your brain thinks about things and like works it was yeah definitely an interesting one <laughs> nice and if you were mm-hmm. a cat w- would you be rumple or would you be another cat i think i'd probably be a rumple yeah <laughs> okay um, yeah i kind of got that a bit in the show so i'm assuming Maybe. <laughs> so um, you're 21 years old, I believe. Mm. What's next yeah. for you? You've finished cats. <laughs> so what's what's next? Do you yeah, have anything? Sorry. 
just auditions I think yeah um I'm kind of at a point like because we've kind of just finished I'm in this like moment of mm, I don't know what's going to happen next and what I'm going to do um so it's kind of just waiting to see what the universe brings I guess <laughs> wow. we will follow you and um hope you know you score something big again <laughs> thank you I'd love to know because my, um, I mean, my daughter would love to perform and, um, and do that as a job. And um, what would you give or what would be your tips, suggestions or messages for any young kids who'd like to perform as a career? Um, I'd say do every opportunity that you get, like even the little things and all the things when you know like oh like the, the small things that you think wouldn't help will always help like it's the little things that add up to making the big changes so if it's just like doing like stretching whilst you're watching tv at night or like um i don't know just singing more around the house like it doesn't have to be um go to a class but like doing little things that mm. add up will make a huge difference in the long run you just gotta commit and realize like why you love it and keep reminding yourself that nice. Like, nice. you can get yourself there <laughs> nice i love it um thank you so much ella you're staying with us if thank you can you. if you're not falling asleep please <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you thank you um before we um we speak to nico uh nicholas Oyen, um we want to um, have a, a little bit of a break with uh, some music that nico um produced and created just for the show uh craig when you're ready
I love the pairing at the beginning and at the end. But Nico. Hi, everyone. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> Buenas noches. How are you? Buenas noches. Buenos días. <laughs> so, Nico, um, you and I, um, yeah, we are long-time friends now. Um, just for everyone, Nico was, uh, I think he went in episode three of my first season, like some years ago. Um, so you're a musician um, from um, from Chile, and you're also a film producer. You're an artist. You're a DJ. You do you you do so many things. You're so creative. A crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> you what? <laughs> a crazy person. <laughs> a crazy person. Um, and you. Um, yeah, you raised to the challenge when I contacted you. I said, "Hey, do you want to create? <laughs> do you want to create a piece um, for us for um, you know the cats? Um, because you, um, how many cats do you have already? We have uh, nine cats in a country house with my yeah. wife, but they they live in the country, not in, <laughs> inside the house because." Uh, a few years ago, uh, we had seven cats living in our house and was a really mess. And we have a little door to them and then uh, a lot of cats uh, come inside and out and really mess. And we decide uh, not admit any cat <laughs> in the country because they are, they are so... too much freedom. Uh, they have too much freedom so in, in the country beside in a city house or an apartment yeah but that's good nine cats so so your house is a safe haven for for cats yes yes <laughs> it's a paradise cat <laughs> so it's a cat paradise hey I, i'd like to know a bit about uh your the creative process behind the piece that you just produced and um we just heard which is which is so cool. Can you um, can you um, tell us in your own words how how did you end up creating that? What what was the inspiration? Uh, I think you told me uh, you didn't want like that, you know, kitty kitty cats, you know, baby songs or kids oh. song. You wanted something <laughs> a bit dark, which I loved because um, it goes hand in hand with the uh, David Bowie as well. And uh, so yeah. Some, tell us a bit about that. First was a very good challenge to me because <laughs> uh, the, the, in the beginning I start to think in the kitty and the little ones uh, and, and I say this is too, there is overuse that idea and I start to think about the, uh, was a, who was the night of a cat. Oh, yeah. the, I know the, the cats are real good fighters and I imagine a night cat walking in the city and discovering the <laughs> a bar, uh, a girl's night and, and you know it was a, this was my inspiration and also I saw uh, the art of math and I saw the, uh, these cats with uh, so many teeth, and I I I like to in the, sorry my English 
uh, I'd like to <laughs> interpret that uh, kind of creepy or darkness about cats. Nice. And you, um, so we, there is a poem as well that, that you, you inspired yourself from Pablo Neruda, who is um, a, a Chilean. Yes, I put a, I put a, a poem uh, of Pablo Neruda. It's called Ode to the Cat. And um, I can translate to, for you, but. Uh, yeah, I've got I, it. I've got it here. I just want to read uh, a couple of paragraphs because because uh, that that's the the thing that is said in um, in Spanish. But it's the animals were imperfect, long tails, sad looking heads. Little by little, they started to improve, making themselves part of the landscape, acquiring spots, grace, light, <laughs> flight. The cat, only the cat, appeared complete and proud, born completely finished, walks alone and knows what it wants. A man wants to be a fish and a bird. The serpent would like to have wings. The dog is a disoriented lion. The engineer wants to be a poet. The fly studies to be a swallow. The poet tries to imitate the fly, but the cat only wants to be a cat, and every cat is a cat. From whiskers to tail, from sensing the presence of a live rat, from the night to his golden eyes. I find that absolutely, um, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful poem, and it's so true. Yes, I, I read that uh, that poem considers the, one of the most beautiful poems in uh, liter literature of Latin America. Nice. So, apart from the music, you have been embarking yourself on a very big project. I think it's a it's what it's a, a year long project, or it's a bit bit more. So, and it's called Esha, which is uh, Elsa Humano Alto. Uh, Alto. It means the fit human being. It's not about cats. No, it's, <laughs> it's not about, about cats. Uh, it's about humans, but it's a film project that I am directed. Uh, it's a documentary about uh, 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 sports and uh, artists uh, that they in a search of uh, cross uh, crossover uh, training and different disciplines like uh, uh, contemporary dance, martial arts, jiu-jitsu, um, theater music and visual arts and it's a very interesting project and I don't know what to say more about that uh, I invite you to see on YouTube some, some piece or Instagram to discover the project. So it's um, it's a nod for or, you know t uh, for human being and the beauty of uh, of human being. It's dedicated to human being. Uh, that's what it told me. Um, we're gonna do a show um, specific to um, to Esha. Um, so um, yeah, just um, wait for it. I'll come in a few months. Um, and that's it. Anything else you wanna <clears throat> tell us? About cat, yes, I think uh, I like to tell about my history with cats because sure. I don't, uh, I don't used to uh, be a cat lover. 
I hate I hate cats, and I know so many people to hate cats. Um, but in in my relationship with my wife, fifteen uh, years ago, I met uh, Mustafa, a beautiful white cat, and I completely in love of cats and his personalities, his character, um, and then I love them. But uh, that's that's what I say about the to the hate to the love is one step <laughs> to cat. <laughs> that's awesome. If you were a cat, what cat would you be? What sort of cat would you be? Difficult question, but more than a cat, a uh, feline, uh, a jaguar, a jaguar. A jaguar. Yeah, that's a big cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bigger cat, but you know, it's like Atticus, but in, in blow blow up version, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, do you have any burning question before we close our show? Between you, I, do, I, I have two notes for Ella and Nico. Um, Ella, I lo I love the thing of like little things build up. It is, it is like one of my favorite, favorite things of just doing and doing like little bits and looking for all of those, you know, for me, it's like connections and stuff, but yeah, all of that piles on and that's how you learn stuff. That's how you become great at things. And I don't know, I found that very inspiring. Um, and then Nico, I, I love the purr in that song. I feel like it's something we didn't really talk about in this, but it's like one of those weird mystical things they do it for multiple reasons they do it for a reason for themselves that we just don't quite understand but it's it's something that like humans don't have you know i i think i mentioned something about superpowers before and i feel like just hearing that purr you're like what is, what is it you know it's this kind of just mm -hmm. spiritual mystical thing that cats have and i don't know it was, it was just really cool to hear that but it was so amazing to hear both of you talk about your craft nice nice Thank you, nice very cool. You're two really good artists. Your work is amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Inspiring. Big love to everyone. So, um, wow. So before we, um, um, yeah, before we leave each other, um, we're going to listen to obviously in, um, a last uh, music uh, from, um, from Nico. Um, a bit of a collab that we did together, but you, you'll see it's not about cat, but um, it's a beautiful piece as well. So for me, it was a, a delightful moment. Um, you know, I spent um, with you. Uh, it makes me want to purr um, with joy just right now. Uh, thank you so much, um, you dear guests, Ella, Matt, and Nico, uh, for being part of the of the show. Um, and uh, from being part of this uh, little uh, feline uh, adventure. Craig, the magician, man, I love you. Thank you. Um, just a final quote. Um, cats invite us to empathy and respect of differences. They invite in us a spark of life and uh, a spark of wildlife. Every cat lover will know uh, this quote from uh, Charles Dickens, but what a greater gift than the love of a cat. I am, because you are, because we are, Ubuntu. Thank you so much for being part of it. Great, take it away.
vide et j'ai trouvé un endroit sans temps ni espace. Il était vivant là dans l'infini présent. Telle ça, une utopie, dis-moi que c'était un rêve. Le réel et l'irréel, où commence-t-il Où finit-il Où finit-il Où finit-il Dans le vide, je me suis retrouvé. Je me voyais dans un futur. For listening to Talent Punk. Keep tuning into our shows and don't forget to subscribe. You can find us at talent underscore punk on Insta and Facebook. Ubuntu, we are thanks to you.